Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, this is Peggy Amanisi. Did you ever wonder where our loved ones go after they pass? Are they gone forever? Is this what life's all about? Living and then dying and that's it? You cease to exist? Well, I hope by listening to my show we prove to you different. Um, we have many mediums on and we do readings free. And hopefully we'll bring your loved ones to you to show you that uh, heaven is for real. So stay tuned, and we'll tell you who our guests are tonight. Thank you. Hi. Good evening, everybody, and happy Easter. Happy Holy Thursday. Tomorrow's Good Friday. And Sunday, of course, is Easter. So um tell you a little bit about me. I'm a best-selling author now for over five years on Amazon with a book called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. And I'm a Christian woman. All faiths are welcome to the show. I'm also an intuitive I lost many close to me, including two of my own children and their father, and they all send me signs. My show consists of stories of loved ones sending you signs also. So call in and ask questions or just to vent about what you're feeling because of grieving the loss of a loved one, especially the loss of a child. Like I said, I've lost two of my own, and I do understand. Or if you would like to discuss any of our archive shows, we got about uh, close to 100. Um, and some of our former guests, um, Marsha and I will be taking your calls 
at 914-205-5448. We'll talk about the, uh, the signs our loved ones send us and to understand the signs are real. We also do readings when spirit feels need to communicate with you. And we also play some really great music at times. So um, tonight the show is about uh, the true meaning of Easter and why Christ died for us. Um, there were times that people thought he was crazy back then. Um, but I will read something to you in a bit about that. Yeah, his own family did this. He said this. So I'm going to bring on my co-host now. We're going to say a prayer. Um, Marcia is coming in from Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> First day with my new mouth. And I'm going to bring her on now. And if you want to talk to us uh, or just listen, just stay in the queue or call in or you can go on chat room. Um, but if you want to talk to us, you have to hit the number one to be in the queue. So hold on. I'm going to bring my co-host on now. Hi, Marsh. Hi, Peggy. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter. You too. <laughs> Don't make me sing Peter Cottontail to you. <laughs> I think I did that once this week. <laughs> My own version. <laughs> Marsh, before we get started, um, let's lead uh, our audience in prayer, like we always do, okay. especially for the Easter season, because this is one of the holiest weeks of the year. Okay? I I would be happy to do that if you'll allow me to. Okay. Okay. Father God, thank you, Lord, for living in me by the Holy Spirit. I know that I'm not my own, but you have bought me with the price, the blood of your Son. I will honor you and bring glory to you in my body, mind, and spirit. I ask that you send us your guardian angels tonight, Lord, as we come together. Surround us with your white light and our and white light around us, I'm sorry, (laughs) my notes are terrible, and um, our loved ones, please send us your healing angels to heal our physical uh, bodies and minds, and also I would ask for your warring angels to surround us tonight, Lord, to protect us from Satan and all of his agents and minions, and with the full armor of Jesus Christ, I ask in Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen, Marcia. Thank you for the prayer. So, how has your week been? Oh, it's been awful. <laughs> well, okay. I, you were very I honest the, on the um, show. Yes, well, I, I had my mom's angel date um, Tuesday. She's been mm-hmm. gone 31 years. And, of course, that struck me. Um, I... I battle a lot because she went through an awful lot in her life. But um, I decided to do what the Lord tells us and and focus on the happy memories and not the negative. Um, Christ came and and died for our sins and for the mistakes we all make in this lifetime. And Uh she was was just just an amazing woman. so that plus, you know, um, I, I've just been looking back a lot and wondering where my new normal is <laughs> sometimes. It's sort of like, yep. how, how did I make it this far, 31 years, without her in my life? And it, it hasn't been easy, but we're here and we're positive and we're, you know, charging forward. How about your week? You really want to know? No, actually, it's been wonderful. 
as you know, um, I attended a wedding uh, on Sunday for my late son Marcus's best friend. Um, they included him in the ceremony, which was really, really touched my heart and to show oh, how much yeah. love that he um, they had for him. You know, and uh, that was amazing in itself that I was totally, oh, you know me, Marcia's told me to shut up. I'm like, I was speechless, (laughs) speechless, absolutely speechless, and which is rare for me, (laughs) but um, it's it's all good. I want to let people know, too, sometimes, and we do sound like we're talking over each other, sometimes a lot of, well, we have at least a five-second lag. And sometimes 10 seconds. So if it sounds like I'm speaking over you or Marsha's speaking over you or you're speaking over us, it's the lag, the show, not us. Okay? Just want to let people know. And also, once again, if you want to speak to us, uh, give some input to the show or ask a question or possibly bring a loved one through, um, hit the number one. Okay? Um, but you know what? I After Sunday... Um, you know, I guess most people know I have multiple sclerosis. limits me very much. You know, my children pass the cystic fibrosis. It's a total different disease than what I have. Theirs was genetic. And um, I sometimes fumble my words. I have a hard time walking. But, you know, and I don't get out often. But I'll tell you, Sunday was a absolute miracle in my life. It It just showed me. What life's all about, really, the love that, that we have for each other, that friends have for each other, respect that people have for each other. You know, we we live in a day and age where there's, you know, uh, shootings in schools and, 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 and in supermarkets and recently a uh, local one, someone I knew very well. I was very upset, very still very upset about it, wonderful person. And my prayers go out to him and his family. And I'm sure he's looking over us and... uh um, but the, the bottom line, there is still love in this world, even with all the hate there is and all the craziness, you know. So um, tonight's show is about, you know, many people, I've said even in my book, you know, they sit in the church pews and Christians, and they listen to a man up there, like my, you know, not like myself, but another human being, and he tells you stuff from the Bible, like, you know, there is heaven, um, life continues on. And then you got someone like me, who's a Christian, and who's been documented with the gift. And I tell you, or Marsha tells you, that our loved ones sent us signs, and we're crazy, you know? And I just want to read a quick passage from the Bible in Mark, ironically, 3.21. That, and this is the King James uh, Bible. And when his friends heard of it, meaning, you know, of his you know, death and resurrection, they uh, before... It happened. They went out to lay hold on him, for they said he is beside himself. Um, in English, it says, and when his family heard it, they went to seize him, for they were saying he's out of his mind. Unfortunately, there are people out there that claim to be prophets. I don't ever claim I'm not a prophet. I'm just someone that the Lord's blessing with a gift to help others through grief to show the heavens are real. Um, there's a lot of false prophets out there. Um, we're celebrating this holiday. Because Jesus died, and you know, according to the Bible, he has come back, and that's what we're what this is all about. Um, so what's your take on Easter? I mean, how do you feel about Easter? And I mean, we're both Christian women. What's your take on it? And and people, the way they 
they celebrate it, but yet they still don't seem to get things, you know? Right, no. Okay, Um, you and I are best friends. Mm -hmm. And I I thank God every day. I I have a long list of things I'm thankful for, and you're you're right up there, okay? I'm thankful that I have a roof over my head and and friends Mm -hmm. in my life and family that supports me. Um, Right. Food to eat, (laughs) you know, the means to pay my bills. Yes, I mean, but we people tend to focus on the negative. And that's not why Jesus came here. He came here to give us hope and faith. Um, he gave his own life. You know, God, his Father, sent him here to spill his own blood so that we mm-hmm. might have everlasting life. And so I think we should be grateful and, and glory in that and remember to love one another. Because exactly that kind of gets lost in our everyday lives. <clears throat> well, like I said, it is. I mean, yeah, exactly. The God's crayons, they call it. You know, the sunsets, the the rainbows, um, the butterflies, the the birds, the flowers, life in general. We we sometimes get so caught up in you know our problems and our bills and. And we forget to, like, sit back and smell the coffee, as the old-time saying, you know. Um, I'm not a coffee drinker, so decaf. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, Marsh, um, and, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me. We really take a lot for granted in life, and this whole Easter season is about um, we shouldn't be taking it for granted. I mean, my goodness, Christ died on the cross. I mean, you watch... Uh, movies about this and of course it's not him but it, you know they're representing him the physical pain the mental pain the um even on the cross he looked up to to his father and his father why have you forsaken me so i mean not that he was a doubting thomas but i mean it was brutal brutal but he also and said forgive them father for they know not what they, they do exactly exactly and that's why I think we we need to learn in life is to be a little more forgiving of other people. Um, we we've all had friends where we we, we haven't trusted, uh, and 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 have hurt us and have stabbed us in the back, so to speak. And um, but you know what? If you keep the anger going, it's not hurting them. They go on with their lives. Okay, it's hurting you. So let it go. Let it go. That's what the Easter season Give is about. It to let God. it go. Give it to God. God. I mean, I, when I get, I mean, there's been times too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When my children died, I was angry. I was mad at God. I was, I'm, even though I'm a Christian, I mean, I'm human, you know? And, um, but then as time went on, on people, I hate the saying, people, you're so strong. What choice did I have? I had a choice to live or die. I had to continue here for my other family, okay, my other two children, okay, my grandchildren, um, other people that loved me, you know. If I had done something to myself because of what happened, they're they're feeling the same loss as I'm feeling, and then that would be another loss. And that, that to me, is... Um, is rude. <laughs> rude number one. It's perpetuating that yeah. that feeling, that grief, that loss. Um, it's not helping. No, it doesn't no, help. No. Um, you know, there are people who commit suicide, and you know, I mm-hmm. don't judge them. 
Um, Only God knows each heart. And that's between that person and God. But the wreckage that an act like that leaves behind is Mm -hmm. profound. Um, Yes. You know, so, but, uh, you know, a lot of people believe that um, someone who may take their own life is doomed to go to the shoal. Damnation. H.C. double yep. hockey sticks, you know. Yeah, um, you can say hell. <laughs> it's mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's just, I don't, uh, that's not for me to judge. It's up to God Mm-mm. to judge each one of us, and we will all stand before him. Um, uh, that's the problem in life. You know, you hit, on a very, you hit on a very good subject, judgment. There's only one judge, it's God. And like I say, you know, I've had several people mock me, think I'm nuts. I've been called right to my face. People come back and told me, oh, people think you're crazy. Fine. Because one day we're going to all stand in front of God in his judgment, okay? We'll see who's crazy then. So I'm holding on to the time because you know why? I'm a Christian and I believe and I know that heaven is real. You know, so if you want to judge me, even Jesus was judged, like I said, like I read you in Mark 3.21. Okay, his own family, you know, people mocked him. People, obviously, they thought he was a false prophet um, because that's why uh, Pontius Pilate, you know, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, you know, um, and was judged and hung on that cross on Good Friday. You know, um, and we'll talk a little bit about the holiday. I'm sure many Christians, and maybe there's people that aren't so religious. Like today is Maudy Thursday. Um, I grew up in the Episcopal Church. Um, my dad worked for 50 years, okay? So I had religion pounded into me, and I I can't quote the Bible all the way through. Um, actually, I asked Kevin to be on tonight, but he had other obligations. He's a Baptist deacon. He'll be on another show. Been on several before and has written three books. <clears throat> and... Um, but uh, the thing is, um, you know, it's it's uh, the judgment thing. We gotta stop judging others. You know, just because someone's lifestyle is different from yours, um, don't judge them. You don't know what they've been through. You don't um, you just walk look at your shoes. own life. Exactly. You don't walk walk in them, like shoes. they say. Well, you don't. You don't. I mean, I've been judged for having a mess and. Having you know other things in my life and and I try try to educate people, but sometimes people just don't want to get educated about it. You know, they'd rather sit there in judgment and 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 talk. You know, well, don't talk the talk unless you walk the walk. All right, that's my thing. I'm not judging anybody else, and I I do give <clears throat> my problems now to God when I feel like I'm struggling or when I'm going through more than I can handle. Instead of sitting here and getting high blood pressure or have a heart attack or a stroke, I sit there and I say, okay, Lord, this is bigger than me. I give it to you. And it, and it works out. And it works out. You know, I mean, don't think I don't get mad. You don't get mad. You know, we don't argue. We're human. We're, exactly, exactly. I don't walk on water like Jesus did, okay? Right. You know, I don't part the Red Sea like Moses did. I bring people through when the Lord allows me to comfort people, especially parents, through grief. That's all I do, okay? I'm not getting paid for it. I don't get paid for the show. The book costs me money, so I've, I've really gotten no payment for the book. I, you know, I just paid off a five-year loan for it, okay? The, someone's got to pay to print it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> someone's got to pay the printer. So I've not made anything off of what I do, but you know what? 
if you want to call it my kudos, my brownie points, it's when I go and go to heaven, you know. And God knows I have made, oh, my goodness, we both have. We share our lives, you know. We're, we weren't perfect Christians at the time, Marcia or myself, but we paid our dues. And there's not one perfect Christian out there or Jewish person or uh, Baptist or, you know, or whatever. Fill in the blank, yeah. Any really, exactly. There's not one perfect. There is not one perfect. The only perfect person is Jesus Christ himself. Okay, he's perfect, you know. And um, hopefully, you know, my understanding, I mean, like I said, it's not like I have a, a hotline to God or anything, but from what I've been shown or feelings or whatever you want to call it, and by giving the gift he's given me, which has been an amazing gift. I mean, it's – a lot of people say, uh, wow, you know, it's like I get shocked at the signs I get, the, the, the readings I do. Um, because it just flows. It's not like I sit here and I hear voices or see images and, you know, like people think you do or you're schizophrenic or something like that. When I was younger, I thought I, I thought I was nuts with all this stuff. I didn't know what was going on as a kid, you know. But it brought all the losses I've had, which I've had many, and Marcia has too. Um, you know, siblings I've lost and children and nephews and all young and parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and the list goes on, a lot of friends, you know. But it brought me to a realization because I have faith, okay? And I have been shown by the signs that our loved ones send us that heaven really is real. It's not just something I learned when Dad worked at the church or growing up or teaching Sunday school, which I did for a while. And it's something that I've learned, you know, school of hard knocks, I guess you call it, you know. But, uh, and and you too, Marcia, you know, we take our, yeah, say it again, our, our lemons and turn them into lemonade. Because yeah. you've got to take the sweet with the sour, the sour with the sweet, you know, and uh No flowers without on. rain. <laughs> We're having yeah. lots of rain here. and Exactly. You know, I, yeah. I keep telling myself no flowers without rain. Mm-hmm. We're ready That's for right. Spring. That's right. Yes. No rain. No. Yes. No rainbow without rain. There you so go. think of life in those terms, okay? No flowers without rain. God shows us miraculous signs, um, like this. You know, the rainbow after it rains, like you said, in the 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 flowers growing from the rain. The and and life is a season. Um, who's saying? Um, uh. Simon and Garfunkel, to everything, turn, turn, turn. It, that's actually from the Bible, okay? Yeah. There's a time to be born and a time to die. But in between, we need to live. And I know that's hard as a grieving mother of two and all the other bosses, that it's really hard. I struggle. You know what? Even with the signs, being a Christian and knowing heaven's real, the human side of me struggles every day, 24-7. You know, yeah. and especially with having an illness like I have, where my my walking is limited now. I'm 64, you're almost 65 years old. Um, so that that alone ain't good, <laughs> you know. But to have multiple sclerosis on top of it. But I don't sit here and feel sorry for myself. I explain to people. I get puppy dog guys when people say, oh, my gosh, are you okay? No, I'm not, but I'm not. I, I am okay. I mean, I'm not okay, but I am okay, you know. And Marcia has health problems. She was just recently in the hospital and has, we won't go into it unless you want to, you know, verbalize it or talk about it. Um, we both have health issues. We're both the same age. And um, we, you have a birthday coming up in a, three weeks. <laughs> You'll be yes, the same age as me. 
Yeah, yeah. So we're both, you know, I'm going to be 65. She's going to be 64 in April. And um, But you know what? You've got to take life um, experiences and the things we've been through. And, and though I verbalize a lot about my own situation, it's not a pity party. It's to let people know um, who I am, what I've been through, how how I'm surviving. It's to teach at this point because we all we all come to Earth with a plan. We all have a plan. Some get sidetracked, you know. And um, so tell them, you know, a little bit about you, Marsh. I mean, I'm not going to go on just about me. You, you're a widow. Um, you lost a, uh, a foster son at a young age. Um, we've talked about it before. Um, you have health issues, and you've had. We both had major financial issues, um, but we're still going, and we're helping others. You know, and we're not being paid. We're doing this. This is paying God. I mean, God's paying us when we get to heaven. That's the way I look at it. So, well, the um, payment to me is is the joy that you may bring to someone because you mm-hmm. get a sign for that particular person from their loved one who's in heaven on the other side. Um, right. They're not gone from you. They're they're watching over you. Um, mm-hmm. Tuesday when I was thinking about my mom who was gone for 31 years, mm-hmm. I happened to look up at my microwave and it was 420. And, yeah. you know, yes, you know, as, as soon as I looked up at the microwave and saw 420, it changed to 421. But, right. you know, and I thought, hi, Mom, because 420 is my birthday. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, some people could say, oh, well, that's nothing. I chose yeah. to look at it as my mom saying, hi, I'm still with you, and I'm still watching over you. Now, right. call exactly. me crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. but You're crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, the Bible's, you know, Jesus' number one commandment was for us to love one another. And right. that's been lost in, in the sense that people are too busy to, to take the time or to notice. Um, and I try to learn what I can. I may be 64 mm-hmm. almost. Um, mm-hmm. But still, I take joy in learning new things. Um, yep. And teaching to others, those who are willing to learn, what yep. I have learned, helping them with what I may have learned about, you know, because Larry was a veteran, my husband. Mm-hmm. And right, like my husband, too. That's, yeah. Yes, and, you know, navigating any governmental system is not easy, but any tips Mm-mm. or tricks that you may have picked up along the way can help yep. someone else. So it's sort of like, you know, love, you know, learn and teach. But, you know, some people don't want to be taught. They're just like, uh, now you're, you're oh, an totally. old kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have anything to teach me. Uh, this is a new yeah. world. I'm from a different generation. You don't have anything to yeah. teach me. Amen. Okay, well, yeah. you know, that's on you. You'll learn the hard no, way. Pe- people are people are too busy with their noses and their cell phones around the table. And I um I've been on this kick lately. I you know I actually got the means now. Um, uh, got because I finally got. The computer, the computer I'm working, the, the well, computer working, where I can finish books. I have other books to come out, okay? And I'm going to share stories um, with you, uh, with you and everybody else, of more signs, like my first book, but more intense. 
a story to tell. I read part of my Raising Hannah's in Heaven to you. Marsha, I, I left hanging. And I just want to explain. Marsha is in Indiana. I'm in New York. We became friends through my show uh, with Christine and Sonny. And we've been best friends ever since. We've never met in person. We're, we're planning on a vacation, hopefully you coming here in New York, you know, because it's too hard for me to travel to Indiana. Too hard for me to travel to the supermarket these days. So we're working on that this year, okay? But it's just amazing how God puts people in the right place at the right time. We've cried together. We've laughed together. We've joked together. We've we picked on each other. We've done lots of stuff. But that's what friends do. That's what friends do. And it's amazing how it's all part of God's plan. And, you know, I'm not in – people think because I – do this in the show that I'm new age. No, I'm not new age. I'm not Oprah. Okay? <laughs> I don't consider myself new age. I mean, some of the people that do some of the stuff, the crystals, whatever, I'm not belittling and it's not me, for me to judge. I don't do any of this stuff, tarot card readings or Ouija boards or, you know, Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> things, you know. But I just take whatever God gives me to heal the brokenhearted, you know. And, um, but like I said, and the Marsh Bible and does I, talk about. I'm sorry. The Bible does talk no, about no, no. people being gifted and um, mm-hmm. different gifts given to different people, and not to be jealous of gifts yep. that other people may have been given. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it talks about that. Um, yeah. And that's and where so, Kevin, Kevin's books come in. Kevin's books are really good. That's where uh, Kevin's books come in. Because he he's okay. very you know he's a, he's an ordained Baptist deacon, and I, I'm not here to promote my books, Kevin's books, anybody else's books. That's not what it's about. Because everybody thinks, oh, and you profit so much. No, I'm not profiting. Nobody really learning. profits unless you're. It's about teaching from the lemons that we've been dealt and, and giving you some yeah. lemonade, to, you know, good juice, good juice, you know. Yeah. But Kevin's yeah. book explains that where so many Christians judge other Christians, okay, um, because, oh, you can't be talking to the dead. No, I'm not sitting here talking to the dead. I'm not talking. I don't ask them to come. They come to me, and that's why I say, you, don't you know, if voices, I get a reading, it's just, it's no, I don't. I, you know, sometimes I hear, I hear neighbors, I hear, hey, you, you know, but I don't hear voices like that. I'm not schizophrenic, um, and I'm starting to wonder if people are really schizophrenic. Maybe they're really hearing from the other side, you know, and just can't deal with it. Who knows, you know, but like I said, it's not me for me to judge, you know, but I don't do any of that, and, and, and I've been um, – you talk about jealousy with this. I uh, we recently <laughs> had someone, well, about a year ago, come on my show and obviously was jealous of my gift and uh, tried to handle it the best I could. And just recently got found out on the doctor. What was it again, Phil? The, pers- Phil? the same person was on Doctor Phil and made a total jerk of themselves and showed what he was. You know, false prophet. So. You know, I pray for his soul. Uh, I'm not jealous of him. I'm not laughing at him. I'm not putting him down. I'm glad it happened only for the fact that he could hurt a lot of people. I don't do anything to hurt people. Yeah, you can't deceive others any longer. No. Yeah, that's that. that, He was deceiving, you know, a lot of women um, that were going going to lose their kids. CPS were involved. Um, It seems that was his pattern, but everybody knows about him now. It's all over the place, you know. Yeah, I keep seeing where he goes under fictitious names now. Under, uh, he even called my show under a fictitious name, 
and telling yes, people, and, and oh, you're not intuitive. You, but what yeah, did you yeah. do? You were first class. You laid it at God's feet, and you know mm-hmm. God exposed them on national television. <laughs> yeah, but then you know what? And uh, I used to work, use the word karma. I'm going to change karma because that's kind of new age, and I, that's not what I'm about. It's God's grace. I give. It's God's grace. Okay, if you go through something with somebody or they uh, mentally abuse you um, or verbally attack you, God, God, if your your heart is pure, okay, I hope my heart is pure. Um, well, I think it is. You know, I'm not perfect because I'm I'm human and we're all sinners. But the the new me, I would say, because the old me would have told him where to go. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you. Right, yeah. And when people like get combative with me or mock me or whatever, I used to tell people, look, I don't do it anymore. I'm not going to let them play on my emotions because it's my emotions. I own them. I own them. They're not going to hurt me. No, that's when we give it to God. We give it to God. And And it's in his timing, I found. It's in his timing. And it's not just this guy that was on Dr. Phil. I mean, he did this a year ago in March. Um, he was exposed on national TV. National TV in right. January, the show aired. I mean, what you got to go is back to the episode and see it yourself. That was the same guy. And listen to my show from back in March. You can hear it's the same person giving a yeah. fictitious name. If he was on the up and up, he would have gave his real name. You know. You so you know what? But I instead of getting mad, I prayed. I prayed to God, and I, with God's grace, and I said, "Dear Lord, you know." Make this man stop hurting people. Bigger than you know? I I'm am. still on the air. Yeah. I'm still on the air. You know? Yeah. He's telling people yeah. he didn't charge. When he had sites all over, he did charge. Uh, he's living in a, um, I hate to say it, and I'm not judging, but known crack head, whatever they want to call it, hotel, druggy hotel. You know? Um, and, you know, I know God um, in the Bible says a meek shell inherit the earth. And, and a lot of times, you know, his. his People that he gives these gifts to, we all have our gifts in many ways, okay? Um, but the meek shall inherit the earth. He gives it to people that are down and out maybe and whatever. I've been down and out, you know? But, you know, but what what I've read about this guy, I mean, you know, he's drinking beer and smoking cigarettes. And I'm not putting nobody down for it. If you want to do that, go for it. But, you know, you're making money off people's pain to go drink. And, nah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. No. I would I but, assume you know, it doesn't work the way. We talk about God's timing and look mm-hmm. at the puzzle pieces he has put together in my life since my husband died. I had mm-hmm. when my husband died I had no income, no way to pay yep. the bills. My health yep. issues were getting worse. And yep. he has taken everything, everything mm-hmm. and put the puzzle pieces together. I I now have yep. income. I've got enough to, you know, at least pay my bills. Um, Yeah, we're not rich people, by the way, either one of us. Yeah. Right? You know, but, I mean, I'm just amazed, and I'm reminded Mm -hmm. at that, that it's in his timing, not ours. Exactly. You know, and as as Easter weekend comes up, I can remember, you know, getting a new outfit and Easter egg hunts and, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, a lot of good memories, but yep. um, people need to remember the reason for the season. That's what we say at Christmas time. Yeah, you know, Christ yep. is the reason for the season. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. The same holds true. And on a daily basis, we should be thankful for all the positive mm-hmm. things we have going on in our lives. Uh, yes, right. we have negative things, too. But Heck yeah. in his timing, if we take our problems to God and give them to him and believe, mm-hmm. ask him to throw that mountain into the sea and just expect it to be done, and have That's faith, God's grace. It will come to pass. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. That's God's grace. That's it's not karma. And like I said, I stupidly, I guess I use that word a lot because I really didn't understand. You know, I just heard everybody saying I was following along. I was playing follow the leader because that that's what I thought it meant. But just recently, well, actually, um, well, karma ahead, is sorry. an old word. It's it's um, used in Buddhism. It goes back exactly. You know, but it's it's. Um, in a Christian person's life, maybe not the right word. I think no, it's grace. You know, it's, a, it's God's grace. Yeah, God's grace. Yes, God's I grace. Agree. And I learned, and I learned that recently. So you, it, it's never, um, you, it's never too late to, to teach an old dog new tricks. Okay, right, and, right, and right. it's not about drinking. <laughs> <you know. laughs> bow wow, <laughs> bow wow. <Sorry. laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to interject that little. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, she does a she does an excellent dog, by the way. <laughs> but um, but it's true, it's true. And I've learned about his grace. And it's ironic that it, that was my daughter's middle name. I named her Margaret Grace. And I, I'm understanding what grace is now. Okay, so like I said, I'm learning new things. It's you know, every day that you get up is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Unwrap it and enjoy it. It's hard, I know. I mean, I set the show. I'm going on five years already, my show, okay? Which is amazing because I, I, and I didn't go into the show to um, give readings. It was just a place for other grieving parents to vent because as a grieving parent, so many people walked away from me, including family, okay? Left me to fend for myself because, like I said before, after the funerals, and not just grieving kids, but it happens with, you know, spouses and whatever. People seem they don't want to hear you anymore. I, I just want to give people a venue from my own life experiences for a place to come and just if you want to cry with me, you cry with me. You want to vent with me, vent with me. I'm not turning my back on you. I'm going to take things that, and this is what I've done personally with the show. Uh, initially, was my goal was to take my life lessons and um, help others. Because I've been there, done it. Didn't read it in the book. Didn't. There's no learning. Not, not this is not the practices we talk about. Med, medical practice. Okay. This is life experience. Okay. Right. And that's the difference, you know. And March and I joke about medical practice. She goes because that's what they do. They call it medical practitioners because they're practicing medicine on you. <laughs> and look what that's gotten people, you know. Yeah. But I'm not going to get to the big farm companies or whatever, you know. But. Um, you know, but this is my own personal experiences, you know, and, you know, in the beginning people go, oh, you talk so much about yourself, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm not doing it for an ego thing. I'm letting people know, been there, done it. Lost kids, too, not one, two. Lost siblings, I lost parents, I've lost a husband, I've lost all the others, you know what I'm saying? The whole spectrum, so you've experienced yeah, the, whole, exactly. the full spectrum of it all. And very close oh, yeah. together, and very close together. And and I didn't have time to finish grieving because you never finish grieving. I didn't have time to finish grieving or get to the fifth step. There ain't no five steps. That's baloney. 
because sometimes it comes out of nowhere in history, and it still hits me, you know. Um, I, I'm going to tell you, even the wedding Sunday, and that's where I felt a valuable lesson was learned. I figured they invited me because this boy um, was my son's best friend, and they figured they had to. But the amount of love that I received that day, I tell you, it was like a vaccination of of love because it stays with you, okay? The hugs, the kissing, the, 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 the attention, the helping was something I haven't seen in years. And it wasn't about like an ego, like I said, because I don't, I don't have an ego thing. I don't care. You either like me or you don't, you know? I don't have an ego, all right? I really don't. Um, but I... I just made the warmth to show that I gave birth. I carried this boy, Marcus, my youngest son, just like I did my other four, Meg, Donnie, Dan, and Mark, all of them. They all matter, okay? I have two here, two there on the other side. But to think that I gave birth to this amazing kid who, who he was tough at times, trust me. He was no angel, okay, at times. But to Quite see correct. the lives... He was a firecracker. Oh, spit, spitfire, spitfire, <laughs> spitfire. He gave me run for my money. Even sick, you know. Even though he was sick, um, um, I should rephrase that. He still was a tough cookie, you know, tough nut to crack again at times. Right. And but to see how he affected so many lives, and I saw that it was close to three hundred. Well, close to three hundred people at this wedding on Sunday, but the amount of people that came up and talked about him and 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 including him. I mean, his best friends get married. It was his day. Yeah, and I wasn't going to sit there and get all crying and whatever. I got pretty choked up when I heard them incorporate him into the ceremony. Yeah. Like wow. And then I go to to walk out of the church part of the ceremony at the at the country club, and I see my son's picture sitting there. I felt his presence all day, and so did the guy, you know, that that got married, um, his friend. His grandmother has come and said she felt him there. I mean, he was there. I know he was yeah. there. I felt him. Even to the point, and Marcia, I want to refer back to what you were talking to about seeing your birthday, uh, April 20th, okay, 420 on the, mm-hmm. on the microwave of the day of your mom's. Mm-hmm. I, I take back roads because with my MS, I have little – petite mal seizures. I'm fully aware, but I can feel them coming on. So I have to take back roads in case I feel one coming on. Let the arms do what they do. You know, I don't go out where I wouldn't be driving at all. But I know myself, and I feel them coming on. So sometimes I have to pull off to the side where I'll get a little dizzy, and I have to pull off. So there's warnings for my seizures, okay? So I take back roads. I can't drive on major highways because of it for my safety and other people's, Okay. Right. Well, I'm taking back roads on the way home, and we were discussing numbers, and 2-2 is very prevalent in my life, um, even prior to my son's death. And it ended up where he was the finale of the 2-2s. He was 22 when he passed. He died on 2 11 um, He died at 9-22. Um, there's no coincidence with this. There's got incidences. So anyhow, on my way home, the longest road I took home, I'm driving down, and I knew the road, and I forgot the name of it. And I see this big sign in front of me, and just as I said, I look up because I could feel my son's presence, like, thank you for letting me get there, because a lot of times I have to cancel to go to functions because of my illness. You know, I get very tired. You get tired easily with it. Uh, Even getting out of the shower, it's like, okay, I'm planning on going, but I can't do it. I force myself to go no matter what, and I'm glad I did. But on the way home, the longest road home led into Chappaqua, where the Clintons live, which is not too far from me. The route was 22. And I laughed, and I kind of grabbed my hand out, 
not even thinking, because I knew other routes home. I could have taken another back roads, but something made me continue on that and totally forgetting the name of it uh, because I went to college off of 22, uh, you know, years ago. And I look at the road sign, I'm like, and I had just, like I said, reached my hand out because I felt my son's presence. And I said, Mark, just get me home. I'm getting really tired, okay? And I was afraid it was going to doze off. And I looked at the sign, and it hit me. Just as I asked him, just be with me. God be with me. Get me home safe, okay? I looked at the sign, and it was 22. I said, and then it woke me up. <laughs> it woke me up. It got me going. Got me going. There you go. So it. It's just amazing the signs and and um, and the song you know the song the show is called Signs of Love and Send Us, but I'm just amazed myself each time I get a sign um, from the other side and not just my own personal I mean I get them constantly it's like people probably get sick of it because I have a page called Signs of Love and Send Us too and it's like I document everything nothing's Photoshop mm-hmm. nothing's planned i get it from other people you know but i'm just i i'm just as amazed as everybody else because i am human i i question everything i i usually look for other reasons every time i get a sign okay but then when i came out go ahead yeah okay no i'm sorry go ahead no when you're you're speaking about about grief okay my mom's been gone 31 years tuesday and my heart still breaks you know it Mm -hmm. still hurts not to have her around um, somebody posted this today, and I'd like to read it, if you don't mind. Sure. Just no, so no, you know. I can't stop grieving just because you believe it's time for me to move on. I can't stop hurting just because you don't understand the piercing pain in my heart. I can't stop my tears from flowing just because they make you uncomfortable. My heart oh, is yeah. not <laughs> suddenly mended just because you believe that I have grieved long enough. I will grieve the rest of my life, just so you know. Wow. Is that it? And I thought, yes. But I thought, wow. Well, we lived in Florida for 22 years, okay? And we got to go to the Oh, my gosh. A lot. 22 again. 22. There you go. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, again. Mark. <laughs> yep. But, he doesn't stop. You know, <laughs> I, I, I tell people I'll be going along just fine and a wave of grief will hit me, and mm-hmm. nobody ever taught me how to surf. You know, right. it, it'll just smack you upside the head. You'll be going along just fine, having a great day, and boom. Yep. And you don't ever know what's going to trigger it. It does have yep. to help, you know, it does help to have people to talk to about it. Um, mm-hmm. We share a lot of the same God incidences, synchronicity, whatever you oh, want gosh, to call yeah. it. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you've got your numbers. Everybody has things that are specific to them or their loved ones that, you know, have crossed over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay to grieve, you know, and sometimes, especially young people, may not understand that. Um, yeah. Because they have Oh, some old people don't long. either. <laughs> old people oh, don't either, true. trust me. Yeah. And like I said before, you know what? People think they come and pay their respects, and they go home back to their lives. And then we go home to our new life. I I, I talked about it before. I had 38 years between Meg's birth. Meg and Mark were 16 years apart. She was my oldest. He was my youngest. The two children I lost. 
and being that they both had cystic fibrosis, it was routines, uh, pills, IVs, doctors, hospitals. I did it for 38 years since I was 19 years old till I was, what, added 38 years, okay, uh, 57, and it was a routine. And well, everybody expected me to go home. Huh? What? My mom was 57 when she died. Well, same it. Yep, here we go. Numbers again. I and, know. And, uh, wow. And I go home, you know, we go home, and it's like, okay, now what do I do? Right. Now what do I do? Because you all went back, you all went back, and you're all going to be there for me. Yeah, well, sure. You're all there thinking, okay, i got to pay my respects and see ya. Everybody talks a good, good game, okay? Very seldom were people there for me afterwards, okay? People have deleted me on Facebook that I grew up with. Um, even some that have lost their own kids because they deal with it differently, believe it or not. And I'm not uh, oblivious to what's going on. Uh, you know, I'm very, very smart. A lot smarter than me. I live in Bear Mountain, smarter than the average bear, you know. Okay. But I'm not oblivious, you know. I'm not, you know, just because I don't say nothing to you, I'm I'm always got, you know, like got the eye of the tiger with me, you know. Always got my eye on what's going on. After after we lost my mom, um, mm-hmm. her death was ruled a suicide. None of us believe she committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, after her loss and 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 going through all of that, and uh, yes, I was also at that time angry at God, um, angry with God. Mm-hmm. Why? I wanted to know why. And right. there's a lot of people that go through that, that phase of grieving. You know, you're angry, you want to know why. Um, yep. And even if God were to explain, you know, his reasons, likely we mm-hmm. wouldn't understand. You know, mm-hmm. his ways are higher Not in the human form, we don't. Not in the human form, right. we don't. No. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Yep. No, a lot of people you know, ask it, me questions, and I and I tell them, I'm like, I'm not God. I don't have all the answers. Just because I'm intuitive doesn't mean I have all the answers. I'm, I'm smart, like I said, I'm, um, and I observe, you know. I'm quite a lot. Sometimes I'm quiet. And even with this mouth of mine that never stops, mostly, there's times I'm quiet, and I won't tell you what I think or what I feel because I just watch, just like, you know, uh, I didn't get combative with the one that just got busted on Dr. Phil. After he tried to no. bring my show down out of jealousy or whatever reason, because he ended up booking up with this nut, and it just so <laughs> here I go judging. I shouldn't say that. This girl that was has issues. Let me put it that way. That I happen to know, and uh, uses people for GoFundMe pages and makes up illnesses, and and I know this is a fact. This is factual. Okay, and um, used to like the person, and you got to be careful. Um, Words that my mom used to say used to bug me because I was I was a social butterfly. I hung with everybody, you know. I didn't do drugs. I hung with people that did. At times, I hung with the greasers. I hung with uh, the uppies. I hung. The I, I'm just one of those people <laughs> that can hang with anybody. I'm not. I'm not. Um, you know, my mom used to say birds of feather feather flock together. No, they don't. Not in my case. Except maybe because I'm just so such a uh, free spirit, you know. But something that she did say to me and years ago. As a kid, and I used to get angry because my mom was kind of a homebody with raising six kids, and she used to say to me, "Keep your circle small." And I'm, I'm, it's 64, I'm 65. I'm learning that. Though I, I'm on the air. This is a worldwide show. Though I'm out there, you know, I've done book signings or whatever. 
Uh, I am keeping my own personal circle smaller these days because a lot of people will create um, havoc in your life, and I've learned that. Even people that you think are your best friends. It's happened to me, okay? They think I'm oblivious to what's going on, but I'm not. (laughs) Word of the night, oblivious, you know? But, um, you know, and it happens, and I am keeping my own personal, you know, circle smaller. And why am I doing that? Because I need my inner peace, okay? I need my inner peace. Um, You need inner peace to to stay healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, you know? And that's a lesson I've learned. It's something where I used to poo-poo what my mom would say to me. I'm understanding it now. She was a lot wiser than I thought. You know, and um, I'm learning, you know, and that's what life's about. It's we learn daily, every minute of the day. We still learn. doesn't matter if you're 80. doesn't matter if you're two. We learn. Life is learn, learning. Life is lessons. Life is um, to learn to love and, 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 and to believe and to have faith, you know, even when, you know, the human side, people tick you off, you know. You've got to learn to handle it differently and give it to God because if it's bigger than you, he's bigger than you, okay? And that's who yeah. it needs to go to, okay? So when people were to kill me or say stupid, you know, things to me or ridiculous things to me, I'll sit there and I'll bite my tongue, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, I'd tell you off. No more. No more. No more. I don't care. I don't care, you know. It, you, you can't hurt me. It's not that I'm indestructible, but I've had the worst things happen. And losing two kids was the worst thing in my life that could happen. Do I know they're okay? Yes, I know they're in heaven, okay? Do I miss them? Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay, I miss the daily inter. You know, even though I get signs and goofy signs sometimes, and I know they're around me, it's not the same it's not the same of celebrating, you know, the empty chairs of the table now, you know, for Easter and Christmas and birthdays and angel dates now. And, and you know, it's just, uh, it's not the same. But hopefully this show will make you understand that. Um, I teach people on what to say and what not to say to a grieving person, uh, especially a parent. Because, you know, we've heard the cliches. It's like, they're in a better place. You'll be okay. Who are you? I know they're in a better place. Is that making me feel better? Uh-uh. <laughs> These right. things that you say yeah. to people are not making others feel better. Just say, and I practically say it every time, say I'm sorry. Okay? Especially right. if you and haven't had losses or a loss like I or you've had, don't offer advice on a subject you don't know. It's better to no, zip be up. a good listener. Okay? Be a good listener. Yes. Be a good friend. Show up. And don't yes. yeah, you know, and stop running from Spend us. Some time. I mean, yeah. I've had people, like I said, I've had people come to me and say, "Well, people think you're crazy." Why? Because I'm grieving makes me crazy. Because I went through nine till nineteen till this day. Well, nineteen to fifty-seven years old or fifty-seven years old uh, or whatever. You know, 50, yeah, fifty-seven. Going through my own personal hell. Sitting there trying to make a normal life for four kids, not just two, and and many times I couldn't, and and then I would have guilt because of the other children that didn't have it, didn't get as much attention. I tried. I wasn't a perfect mother. I had a lot of faults, even with the sick kids. I've had a lot of. I've done a lot of stupid things. I I admit to it in my book. I drank too much back in the day. I self medicated that way. I um, but 
Yes, but God that's the only way me. you can move forward is to mm-hmm. to own your mistakes, learn from them. Yep. Yep. And yep. get better and move forward. But yes, uh, you know, if if you're not willing to teach others who mm-hmm. are willing to learn, you, you don't go impose your your mm-hmm. life lo- lessons on other people unless Mm-mm. they're willing to learn. Now, those are the people you can teach and and right. give your life experience, you know, tips on. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like your life's walk does mean something because you helped someone else who was right. walking the same kind walk. of walk that you walked. Yes. Yeah. You see, my, my show isn't and, for those, the non-believers or the, the ones that haven't been through it. I mean, because we talked about it, too. I'll, I'll put something on Facebook. I mean, my shows, my poems, and it's like I, I know intuitively and realistically, oh, here she goes again. Oh, what is she going to do? And you know what? Well, it's not for you, obviously. It's for the people that need to hear it. You know, no more than... um. And I'm going to use this as an example, not that I'm a big advocate of it. If someone has cancer and they go through chemo, are you going to give a healthy person chemo? <laughs> All right? No. So I'm not giving the advice, or, and I'm not telling you what to do. I just want you to know there's somebody here that's been through it and understands. No. You know, a lot of people go to psychiatrists or therapists, and, and I have them in my own family. I have doctors in my family. I have psychologists in my family. You know, very close to me, nieces, nephews, whatever. And they're wonderful people. But this subject, this subject of grief, child grief, child lost, you cannot read in a book or go to school for. There's no school. Just like they say, um, you know, they ask you to get a license to drive. They ask you to get a license to get married. No one gives you a license to have a baby. A lot of people have a baby, never had even babysat, and it's like they hand you the baby. It's like, what do I do with this little thing? You know, I don't know what yeah. to do. I, I had somebody. I'm not going to mention names. My own family did this. You know, very highfalutin job, and never took care of kids, and and calls me up at the baby's one. It's like I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, love it, <laughs> nurture it, take care of it, rock it, feed it, diaper it, bathe it. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. The simplest things people just don't get. It's it's like um, you can be book smart and have no common sense. Use your common sure. sense with things sometimes, you know? And and like I said, this isn't a judgment. This is an observation. This is a reality, okay? I'm not judging. I'm just stating a fact. It's a fact, you know? Use your common sense once in a while, you know? Right. And, uh, and, and that comes now with what the show initially was about and what it will be about until I'm done, you know, until the fat lady sings, you know, that the show is about people that come who are hurting or in pain and people have walked away from and nobody listens to them anymore and they're alone because there is not one grieving, and I have also have private grieving groups that you're not going to see on Facebook unless you're a grieving parent, okay, and I belong to others, okay. I am not the only grieving mom that grieves the way I do, that talk about my kids and their memories and post pictures. I've got condemned for that. It's like, give it a rest. Is she ever going to stop? No, I'm not. And if it bothers Move you... Move on already. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Because one day, one day, there's not one of us in this life that's not going to lose somebody. Hopefully it won't be your children, okay? I pray yeah. because that is the worst. It is the worst grief. And like I said, I can say it because I've lost a brother and sister, too. I lost a husband. I've lost parents, okay? Grandpa, you know, the whole gambit. But I know child loss is the worst. 
it's a, a whole different um, category, whole different category, you know. And well, um, I'm in a gray area up. there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying is, yes, we lost a foster right. son that um, my husband and I right. did offer to adopt, and his mother right. said no and took him and moved two hours away. And right. he was getting ready to graduate from high school. And coming mm-hmm. home from a rock concert one night, he and his new best friend, because our son was his best friend, and right. smacked a big tree less than a mile from home and killed them both. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my gosh. I mean, I loved him like one of my own. I was very of protective of him in my care. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he, I didn't bear him life. I didn't carry him in my body. You know what? Love of a child is love of a child. I mourn other every parent's child that I come into contact with. Okay? Of course I'm going to mourn. I carried them. They're part of me. Right. Um, You felt the move within uh, you. Yeah. I I nursed him. He never even took a bottle the last one ever. Never took a bottle. I wouldn't take one. Until he was 14 months. That that kid did not leave my arms for 14 months, you know? And that's true. That's true. He was always in my arms, you know, more so than my others because I didn't nurse the first two. I did the last two. But he, out of all of them, my baby, Marcus, was in my arms all the time. He looked like me. <laughs> and I even saw people at the wedding. I won't mention names, but people, kind of, some were kind of skimmish to talk to me because I know every time they look at me, they see him. Number one, I'm his mom, but he looked a lot like me, you know. And I, I could feel it. Intuitively, I could feel it, okay? I just, right. you know, besides having the gift, I can feel things too, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. This is how they handle it, you know. It's all good, right. you know, but I'm I I am very considerate of other people's feelings about it, but I'm not considerate of people that have been in your life for thirty, forty, fifty years that walk away from you after this, that don't include right. you in things anymore. Oh, I, I'm gonna come see you. Oh, really? Where are you? I'm gonna call you. I, even sometimes family. Holidays come. I mean, yes, I bought a new house a year and a half ago. Um, I've had a couple parties here. I used to be very, like I said, social butterfly. Social. Always parties. Yes. Social, yes, yeah, social butterfly. And um, due to my illness, it's difficult for me to be as social as I used to be, obviously. But um, even with people, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come over, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then I can't come. What do you think, I'm dumb? <laughs> come on. You know, yeah. don't tell me you're going to, don't make promises that you're not going to keep. Or you don't have that's, any intention of doing. That's why time is one of our most precious gifts. I, I was looking through some old notebooks today, and mm-hmm. I found um, a page that that Larry had written his name on, and he'd made right. some scribbles too. And right. it, it, like I said, that wave of grief. But mm-hmm. you know, and I did. I cried for a little bit, and I thought, at least you have it. Yes. You know, you've got and to you look at both sides. Yep. Yes, I did. Of the spectrum. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, and at least don't, I don't have get it. me wrong. Marcia still has negative times. I have negative times. But we've been talking uh, lately about, especially after Sunday, where I'm focusing more. Doesn't mean I'm never going to be upgraded. So if you expect me now, okay, everything's hunky dory. I'm not going to post any more pictures of my kids or the people I lost. I do that out of respect, okay? All right, that's my my way of doing things. And if you don't like it, get off my page. If you don't like what I say, get out of my life. (laughs) See ya. See ya. You know where the door is, (laughs) you know. 
Um, right. You're not going to stop me. Because I notice some things I'll post, I'll get 60, 70, 80 people liking it. And it, it almost feels like people are judging me. It's like, oh, well, good. Let's, let's, let's like it. I can feel it. Let's like it because she's being positive. She's doing something positive. Don't judge me. Okay? Yeah. Do not judge me. Do not judge another grieving person or another grieving parent. Don't judge me. I know you're judging me. I'm not... I'm not... I, I have a mess, my, and it's affected my brain because that's part of the illness. But I'm not um, blind at this point, at least. I'm not blind. I know what you're doing. You know, I mean, it's like I look at it, and I tell you, it does cut your heart because you know they're like, okay, let's pat her on the back. She's doing positive. Yes, and I do a lot of positive things that you don't even know about. Why? Because you don't come around me anymore. Why? Because you don't make time for me anymore. And I'm going to tell you something. Time runs out for us all. You may regret the time you've not made for me, somebody else. You may regret that one day and say, I wish, I wish I could have. Well, you could have. There's no wishing you could have. You just didn't. Well, I did. Okay. I did notice after my mom died. Okay, my own family. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the, the way she, you know, left the earthly plane. Uh, like I said, her death was ruled a suicide, and um, people looked at me like, "How's she doing?" You know, even my own family members. Mm-hmm. So if she's doing okay, then don't say anything. And yeah. sometimes I think that they don't mention the the person that crossed. Because you seem to be doing having a okay day that day, yeah. Um, so they don't yeah. want to bring it up, you know, and cause yeah. you to have you know grief. But, and and that's not that's the worst thing you can do to a grieving person. And it really is. Yeah. We want to talk yeah. about. They were part of us because someone passes on. We're going to forget their existence. I'm going to forget that I carried two kids nine months and nurtured them until 22 and 28. I'm going to also forget them. No, it doesn't work that way. Sorry. Well, see, I'm sorry I'm to make you uncomfortable. To, yeah, but I'm going to bring that back to Jesus Christ and, and Easter because a lot of people and have that's what forgotten about. about Jesus Christ and yep. the time that he spent with people and the things that he did for people, yep. brought his message, and ultimately gave his mm-hmm. very own life um, mm-hmm. for our sins. And yep. I'm, think about it, it's just so amazing yep. and positive. Yeah, he was one amazing man, yep. yep. Yes, yes. And thought of, um, and th- wasn't, I mean, yes, he, like we were talking about, hung on the cross, Father, why are you forsaken me? But forgive them, they don't know what they do. He was right. still forgiving of what they were doing to him. I mean, yeah. my gosh, even though it's portrayed in films, can you just, for one iona minute, uh, just imagine to be beat whipped and nails put to your hands and feet, hung out in like a desert-type temperature to die on a cross with an audience. My gosh, I can't even imagine. I can't. I can't. No. I can't. Think of what he went through for us. He didn't have to. He did it to prove, to prove to you, to prove it to you. I don't have to stand in a pulpit, you know, I don't have to be a minister to tell you this, but we've gotten so busy with our noses and our phones, and we're losing, uh, you know, I've said before, failure to thrive, and we're forgetting what life's really about. Because one day, those people, when you go to visit or a holiday, and you're sitting with your nose on the phone, and 
You go out to dinner, people are texting, texting. The wedding, texting, texting. Get, I mean, I, I, like I said, I observe people. You know, okay, if you're taking pictures and posting, that's beautiful. But sitting there and giggling, like, talk to people. We are, we are right. as a nation, as a world, failing to thrive. We're failing to thrive. Yes. I may be on Facebook, well, but mean, I'm, not a, I'm not a texter. I'm not a texter. I'm, I'm not into that. The yin and yang Sorry. of it, okay? Social media has brought us the ability to take a picture mm-hmm. with uh, our cell phone. Um, right. You know, say, oh, please check to make sure I turn the coffee maker off. I don't want to burn the house down. You know, something like right. that I can right. see. But you're at a function. You're at, you know, you're at a wedding, and, and for everyone to be sitting there with their noses in their phone, um, mm-hmm. there's rude. boundaries. It's, it's rude. rude, yes. yes uh, please set some boundaries and be respectful of other people's feelings. Um, yeah, because that's what that's you know the golden rule: treat others as you would like to be treated. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen um, quotes and pictures portrayed on the internet of um, people going to visit their grandparents. Okay, and you know they got long. I mean, you know, and they're sitting there at Thanksgiving, whatever, and all the noses are buried in their phones. I'm not putting right. you down for that, but you know, put the phones away, will you? Put the phones away. Spend Start with that. Put them away. Time. Yes, with spend people, some time. not just the elderly, yes. because one day they're not going to be there, and you're going to regret it. Trust me, you're going to regret it. I regret things, and we didn't have all this technology growing up. I regret time. Well, I spent a lot of time with my family. Um, I was just always family oriented, and and yes. um, uh, I could have spent more time when my mom was sick. But I was going through a lot. You know, she got sick when I had my third child, and then I had my fourth, and he was born sick, and. I did what I could. I spent a lot of time with my dad. He was sick a lot of time. You know, I would get up in the 1 o'clock in the morning, he'd call me, just to, you know, I need somebody. And I would run there, you know, a couple miles from where I was living, you know. I did what I could, you know. Was I there 100%? Especially from mom, no. But my dad, I was pretty much, you know. But she was in a nursing home the last six years, so it was difficult, you know. She had dementia. Dad had COPD. and um, But I did do what I could, but... I still, to this day, if my parents were still living, I would not be sitting there with them with my nose buried in a cell phone. You know? Right. Check your check your Facebook when you get home. Check your messenger when you get home. Text somebody when you get home. Start spending time with people. You know? I'm into that. It just, you know, people think I'm rude sometimes with my post about it. and I'm sorry to offend you, but you offend me with that te- texting constantly. Or when I'm talking to you and you're texting me and you're going, huh? Do I count? I mean, why bother spending time with anybody if you're on the phone talking to God knows who, you know? Why Why do that? Why do that? You know, even with call waiting, we have call waiting. Back in the day, we had party lines when I was a kid. You know, you, had, you were yeah. glad to get a, be able to get a phone call because your neighbor was off the phone, you know? Yeah, um, I remember that. But now we have, now we have the call waiting. And the call waiting, uh, you know, even I mean, I've done it. You do it. We all do it. You know, somebody, which is great for emergencies. And it really did come in handy with my kids. Like, I could talk to somebody and okay, hold on, it's my kids, you know, or you're checking right. on your kids. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But when you go off to get another conversation, just to sit and you know shoot the the baloney with somebody else, you know, right. no, that doesn't that doesn't fly with me. You tell them, 
or, or you pick it up just in case it's an emergency. I'm talking to somebody else. I'll call you later. But I've actually hung on 10, 15 minutes with people. So that I'm like, I'm not doing this no more. I'm not doing it. Right. I'm setting boundaries. I'm setting boundaries with it. It's rude. It's 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 uh, kind of the same thing. It's like sitting there texting. You know, when you're trying to talk to somebody and they're not hearing a word you're saying, you feel like you don't count. Right. You know? Right. I mean, it, it's true. It, I mean, I, I'm not sitting here judging her, but it's so much going on. I mean, there's even a commercial on TV. I don't know if you have it in Indiana, but they're showing a father at the dinner table, and the kids are sitting there, and they're like, I miss Dad. And the mom says, I do too. And he's sitting right at the table. Oh, look at this. I can make myself look like a bunny. Put your oh, cell dear. phone away. Put it away. Yeah. Oh, and that's what I was getting at prior to this, and I'll end this, this part of the conversation. Um, I'm really into the home shows where they're, the 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 uh, flip, you know, when they flip the house. Well. I just love it. I love watching them take, you know, turning things into beauty, okay? Well, I was watching, uh, it was a Chip and Joanna. Um, I forgot their last name now. Anyhow, they're one of the flippers and renovate homes, and it was just, I think it was yesterday. And I'm watching them. And his dream, Chip's dream, was always to open a restaurant in town. They live in Waco, Texas, okay? And um, he got the restaurant, you know, and whatever. And you know what they did, which I thought was awesome? They put behind each table a place when you walk in to stick your cell phones. Oh, neat. I think more places should do this. I think I think they they are the... the um, the kind of in their not pulpit in the pulpit. Um, they're make they're they're creating a very positive message to people. They're trailblazing. They're trailblazers. Okay. Uh, what they used to call some. It's like a new idea. You know, if you're going to eat here, put right. your cell phone down. Spend the Egg, spend the time, spend time with meal. your family. Uh-huh. Yes. And yeah. that's a I mean, trailblazing that's what, idea. Well, huh? I. I I grew up, and, you know, Dad worked two jobs. He was hardly home a lot, and he used to have to, like, shovel the food in. Mom would feed him early so we could go to the second job, okay? But on the right. weekends especially, we all sat down at that table and talked. I never fights, too. Trust me, it was a crazy house at times. It wasn't perfect. But we all, one thing we all did sit around the table, I was one of six kids, we all sat around the table and talked, okay? Right. When my first two kids, my two older ones, okay, uh, well, actually, with all of them, but mostly with the first two. Sorry, uh, you don't take calls from your friends. We're eating dinner. We sit at the table to eat dinner. We're not going to sit there with uh, TV tables or TV dinner. You know what I'm saying? Type of thing. Right, right. We sat around that table and we talked. I don't. You don't see that happening anymore. You don't see it happening. Well, that's how. Do you think this is what God wants? How for us? things were going in their family? You know, how was your mm-hmm. day? It's a simple exactly. question. Yeah. And each yep. each have a turn. You know, exactly. it's like, well, Mrs. So and so gave us a lot of homework tonight, and and mm-hmm. you know, I need I need some help. I don't understand it. But yep. how how's a kid supposed to say that now when mom and dad aren't even paying attention? Well, when dad's sitting yeah. there worried about uh, uh, an app making him look like a bunny, it's ridiculous. Right. Yes. What is? Have we lost our minds, people? I really, seriously, is this what God wants us to do? Yes, modern technology is great, space age, whatever you want to call the here and now, you know. Um, it's great in many ways. But boundaries, again, we need to set boundaries with it, you know. 
We need right. to stop. We see so much crazy. I mean, we have so much many crazy things going on in the world, earthquakes and, like I said, shootings and school shootings and all these terrible things. I mean, we can't control the earthquakes or the weather. I was a victim in 2012 of Hurricane Sandy. Uh, we can't control things like that, okay? It was hard, you know. But okay. let's work on what we can control, Okay. And we can control our manners and respect and and you know they talk a lot about well they've taken God out of the school they yes they've done a lot of crazy things you know things that we grew up with these rules and regulations that I don't agree with okay and you know me I don't get into political stuff I don't do it sorry won't do it but um, the bottom line is um, it's not just doing that it's it's because we're ignoring our children. We're ignoring our spouses. We're ignoring our friends. We're ignoring our family by doing this. And it's rude. Yes. There's no... I agree. I mean, like I said, there's an actual word. It goes back to the 30s, 40s with uh, children that have lost parents. Um, They used to be stuck in orphanages, orphanages, and stuck in a crib with a bottle, and they died because they died from failure to thrive. We are right. failing to thrive as a nation, as a country, as a world, as the world. We're failing to thrive. We need a hug. We need a kiss on the cheek. We need oh, love. Good. We need conversation. We don't yeah. need you sitting there typing, okay? Right. Yeah. I mean, do it on your own time. Do it when you're alone. That's fine. Do it when you're alone. I'm not sitting here judging on but I'm telling you, do it alone. We're failing to thrive, and this is this is even more so than all the other excuses people are using. Not that they're excuses, but very real things in this world, you know. And do you think right. Jesus wants us to do that? You know, do you think God wants us to be like this? This is not the way. He, you know, He well, created. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what are you going to do for Easter? Are you going to? I mean, I know it's difficult for you to get out. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not even there yet. I'm not even there yet. Oh, okay. But what I'm saying, okay. he he. What I, there was a point I was trying to make. He is. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. He created woman from man. Well, they said from from Adam's rib. Okay, or whatever. Yeah. Because he knew when he created man, man would be lonely without woman. Right. We are lonely. We are, then then. Then we are we have our offspring, which are more creations. You're you are um I'm sure making God very upset, I'm for lack of proper word, by doing this. Mm. Yeah, okay, because you're not doing one on one, you know. And as far mm-hmm. as Easter, um, you know, I have one son home, one son in another state, um, grandkids pretty far away, so it'll just be me and Dan, and we've discussed, you know, going out to dinner. I usually cook for every holiday, but Easter, you know, it's always been a thing with us. We always went out to dinner, so we're still toying with, well, it depends on finances, let me put it that way. If not, we'll cook at home, you know, depends. Once the bills are paid, whatever's left over, I see what I can do, you know. (laughs) Right, yes, yes, I understand. That's how I live my life. That's how I live my life, you know. Being of the baby boomer generation, and mm-hmm. to anyone who may you know be listening or listen to the show later uh, will right. remember the movie The Breakfast Club. And right. you know our technology that we have now, the cell phones and texting, and didn't exist back when that movie was made. But mm-hmm. the the girl Ali Sheedy played in in the movie um, right. was asked, you know, what do your parents do to you? And her answer 
was they ignore me. Mm-hmm. And to be ignored is, yep. it's a sin. I mean, you know, God gives us yep. the people in our life as a gift. And to mm-hmm. ignore that gift, I think yep. is wrong. Yep. You know, it's not only rude, but, it, you know, it's it's kind of dissing a gift that we've been given to enjoy and to find joy yep. with and to enjoy life, and and we're ignoring it. And I think yep. it makes yep. God very sad. I'm sure it does. You know, yeah. we were created in the Lord's image. He has a sense of humor. He laughs with us. Yeah. I'm sure he, you know, they say you don't cry in heaven. There's no tears in heaven. But I'm sure he is sad. I mean, I used to think... After I became a parent, okay, this is the only way I can kind of relate after I had my kids. And they upset me or they did something bad or whatever. Can you imagine what God feels like when he sees you screwing up or uh, whatever, how bad he must feel? These are my children. He loves us. He loves us. We love our children. And think of how, in, in that perspective, especially during this holiday season, the holiest week of the year, okay, and and how sad he must feel when he sees all this going on in the world. How sad it is. Because okay. we can feel sad when our kids disrespect us, and we've both been there in mm. many different ways, um, some more than others. We won't go into it. Right. Uh, but how sad... We feel. Can you imagine what he feels when he's the father to us all? Can you imagine? My goodness. I well, mean, really, seriously. He knows we're going to make mistakes when when we come. Yes, here. we agree we're sinners. To come yes, here. he knows yep. everything. But he also gives us free will, and yep. that's for us yep. to learn from our mistakes and to move forward yep. and grow as you know human beings. And yep. you know, I I do believe that that. Yes, you know, he he has a, we have a blueprint with God. I think we agree before we ever come here mm-hmm. what lessons we're Well, we'll know when we get there. Does. I say it too, but like I said, we don't know everything, but we'll know when we get there that we do. But I believe exactly. it too. I believe you. Yes. Yep. Yes. And, and yep. you know, he, he already knows our, our mistakes, but he also knows those who are doomed to repeat them. In other yep. words, not becoming very wise for having made bad decisions or choices. Right. Um, yeah. We don't get do-overs. Twenty twenty hindsight, the whole nine. Well, the um, old saying, uh, uh, who wrote it? Um, um, Mark Twain was. Um, um, what's a what's a very intelligent guy? Like, uh, well, Rogers. What's his name? Well, um, no, no, no. The 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 no. <laughs> um, the that. No, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Oh, yes. I, okay. I know yep. the quote. I don't know who wrote yep. it, but yes, I agree. Yep, 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 yep. Yes. And it's true because if you keep – I think – now, this is my own hypothesis because I'm not God, gift or not. I'm not God. He knows all, okay, and I'll know when I get there. But the thing is if you don't – if you do keep doing the thing – same thing over and over, and think it's going to change. It's not. Okay? You need to learn. That's what life's about, and that's what we're here for, to learn right. from your prior mistakes. You know, you need to have um, a solid foundation. And even if you didn't, I mean, you know, I, I portray my life as great. You know, dad worked for the church, and mom stayed all. I grew up in a crazy house at times, and so did you, you know? We both did. Right. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was crazy at times. Trust me, it was crazier than the average bear. 
And but um, I did get a solid foundation when it came to my spirituality, my religion, eating dinner together, uh, barbecues. I and I portrayed that all in my book. If you knew the other parts, you'd probably like that book. <laughs> there were some uh-huh. really rough times too. There were some rough times. Trust me, there were some rough times. And well, I again, and it's really none of your business. It's none of your business. Yeah. It's no none of your business. No flowers without you the have, rain. No flowers mm-hmm. without the rain. No rainbow without you know. It's just it, it's yin and yang. Exactly. All families have yep. their drama and and yeah, some know, more so than others. <laughs> yes. There's so many um, out there. I, I laugh and I I've seen it before too. These people that portray the perfect images. And actually, even to go back to the shows that are watching lately, the uh, you know the couples that are she designs stuff and the husband's doing the work on these houses, okay? And I just and I I felt kind of bad this week. I was reading up on some of them, and some of them have divorced. That uh, you would have never known behind the scenes how wicked some of them were. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I was amazed. I was amazed, saying, you know, people are going to show you what they want to show you, you know. Um, you know, and nobody's perfect, and there are extremes to anything in life, you know. Um, and we're all going to, like you said, yin-yang, we're going to have the good, bad, and the ugly, you know. But mm-hmm. um, but it's just amazing that I've seen people in my own life that portray, like, oh, the perfect life, and they're not perfect. They're far from it. When you keep trying, and I see, that's where I admit and you admit, okay, our lives haven't been perfect. Our marriages weren't perfect. Our, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that I won't even talk about, okay? You won't talk about. It's nobody's business, you know? I right. let people judge me. They don't know what went on behind the scenes on the other side of it, okay? But I'm not, I'm not going to – it's none of your business, okay? There's certain things right. that you need to take to the grave, you know? I've been judged, but if they knew the rest of the story, maybe I wouldn't be judged so much, you know? So, but that's not your business, you know. I know, I know, right. you know, you know. Yeah, and um, and that's the thing. We can't judge others because you don't know what they've been through. Don't judge me for what I did because you got to know what the other half did. Okay, you know, <laughs> don't you know? And and that comes back to what I was saying, portraying the you know, oh well, I'm the good one, and I'm but maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't. You know, and, you know, maybe they put us through a hell that you don't know about. You know, it's a reason yeah. why we do certain things. And you and I both admit our faults, you know, to each other and, and to others to a point, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but that's where you take responsibility for the mistakes we've made. A, and thank that. you. Thank you. But yes, we don't yes. own it all. I mean, because there were more than one person, you know, mm-hmm. in in that situation. So, Exactly. We own our exactly. part of the blame, and we've said, yep. I'm sorry, and I mm-hmm. hope you can forgive me, and, yep. you know, tried to grow from that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all Some you Some people can get do. stuck in the mud. What do they call that? Stuck yes. in the mud. They get yep. stuck. And all they yes. can focus on, and, and that's what I'm hoping this show is more positive than negative. Yes, it's a place for people to come and grieve and vent and whatever, but we need to stand together to look at the the rainbows after the rain, like we, we've talked about this several times tonight. Yes. We, we, we need to see the sun shining instead of the clouds all the time. You know, and it is the yin-yang of life, you know, because it's, it's, it happens to us all. I see people portraying, like, the perfect marriage and whatever, and, and like I said, that show really, actually, it's on right now. I've got it muted, and the couple I'm talking about is on now still, but 
what I read behind the scenes, oh, my, holy cow. You know? wow. And I, I tell you, I was kind of hurt by it because, you know, because we do look sometimes for TV for the happiness and people and whatever. And they're all smiling and look like they're working as a team. And you don't know what's going on in their bedroom you know, or behind closed right, doors, yeah. you know. There you go. So it's it's kind of sad. It's kind of ironic that they're on right now. So, but um, you know, it's just you know and that comes back to judging. You know, let God be the right. judge of people. You know, and 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 during this holiday season, uh, think about the real meaning of what it's about. You know, and uh, we don't have um, people that want to talk tonight. By the way, it seems like maybe oh. a lot of people actually. I'm sure. Going out and get their Easter baskets and they're, you know, with family. And that's, you know what, and I'm glad. So don't, you know, I don't care if they don't come on the show tonight. You know, um, you know, it's here for whoever needs us, you know, just to know somebody's here through the holiday for you. And I'm hoping people are out with their families and, and, and doing family stuff. And um, because today, like I said, is, is the night of the Last Supper. That's what Morty Thursday is, Holy Thursday. And of course, Friday. I'm sure most of everybody knows tomorrow's when Jesus hung on the cross, and Sunday was his resurrection. You know, and um, I, you know, like I said before, people sit in the church pews here and this, and we're celebrating this holy day, and and then you know he proved to everyone that when that tomb was removed and the body was no longer there, that there is life after death. So when I do a show like this and have had the extreme losses that I've had, and and I tell you that there's life after death, I'm a kook. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, sense. when you read the Bible, okay, the the uh-huh. Old as opposed to the New Testament, um, right. in the Old Testament, um, they had to build temples, and only certain people, the priests were allowed in, and they had to make sacrifices. And when right. Jesus was sent here... By Father mm-hmm. God, he mm-hmm. he he was sent here for a specific reason, but he right. he taught love and kindness and you know like us all we're all sent here for a special reason. I mean Jesus of course yes. number one, and yes. we're, we're not even comparing to him, but we're all no. sent here for a reason. Yes, for a reason. So uh, you yes. need to find so we have that. A mission. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and like I said before, we were made in God's image. So I mean, if you know, if you don't think God laughs with us or laughs not at us, but laughs with us, right. if we're made in His image, of course He has. If we're laughing, He's laughing. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's just go ahead. I'm sorry, but I just well, no. You know. I, I, just to speak to that, um, I've always been more of a dog person. I'm an animal lover, but I've I've always mm-hmm. preferred dogs. Well, right. months after my husband died, I had to have my dog put down. And mm-hmm. talk about your double whammy. But right. I, I told you also that we used to live in Florida. Well, while we lived in right. Florida, we rescued um, all these cats. And, right. it, you know, like I, like I said, I'm an animal lover, but prefer dogs on the norm. Five mm-hmm. months to the day after my husband passed and my, I lost my doggy. My fur baby Sally. Yep. God sent me a kitten. <laughs> yep, Moxie. Moxie. Yes, and it was mm-hmm. it was five months to the day of Larry's crossing, and at first I thought I don't know if I'm ready to love again. Um, mm-hmm. Try to find him a good home. Nobody really was interested, and now he's spoiled rotten. We've bonded. He's been a blessing, and but mm-hmm. at first I said God and Larry both have a sense of humor. 
Exactly. Of course they do. By sending me this kitten, yeah. It's not that you didn't like. I've had a similar experience. I I mostly, I mean, I've had the dogs, and I've had the cats, and and everybody knows me. It's like I was Kool-Aid mom. Everybody hung up my house, you know. Um, always had a house full of people. Always feeding the kids. Uh, kids, my there's probably about fifteen. I'm not even kidding you. Other kids, my kids' friends that ended up staying with us for they were supposed to be three weeks and ended up there a year. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I had yeah. kind of raised nope. other kids. Right. But that's what I'm getting to, because that's the type of person I am. My door was pretty much open to everybody, and everybody calls me Mama Dukes, and people thought I was crazy. Oh, you're everybody's mom. I said, you don't understand. You know, people took it wrong when I said, you know, I have all these kids, because they, they were like my kids. I had four biological right. children, okay? The rest were there like my go. kids. Okay, anyhow. Okay. So then it came to the animals, and probably back in the 80s it started with the cats, too. Um, we moved into... The house I told you, I talked about the haunted house in my book. Remember, you loved mm. the story so far. We moved into yeah. the haunted house, and it was, it was haunted, and it wasn't good energy, trust me. Well, anyhow, we moved into that house, and um, Meg slept. We, we had 11 rooms in that house, okay? Meg slept on the second floor. Let me see, one, two. Yeah, we had three floors. We had, like, a loft upstairs, and... The bottom floor, boys, two of the boys' bedrooms, a bath, the furnace room, you know, our bedroom, and then the living room, the right. room. So Meg was the only one on the second floor. So my daughter was in bed one night, and she's always was a cat lover, you know. And this cat jumped up on her screen. I, don't, I, don't, I never told you the story. This cat jumped up on her screen. And she she took it in without telling me. <laughs> Cindy, we have that name here. Cindy was pregnant. <laughs> Didn't know it. Oh, geez. And we were renting the house, so we weren't supposed to have animals there. So, of course, I couldn't say no. Meg wanted them, wanted her, and had all these kittens. And then we had, it ended up with like eight cats at one point. Uh-huh. I'm like, what am I going to do? And yeah. there, it was, you know, then you, you would hear a lot of these sororities were doing crazy stuff and sacrifices with animals. And I'm like, I've got to adopt some of these cats out. I mean, I, I was struggling to feed. I was actually, at the time... Um, I hadn't had my fourth child yet, but Dan was young, and Meg and Donnie were a little older because all my boys were three boys were seven years apart. So, um, so I babysat at home. I did this, I did that, and you know, I was doing something for extra income, but yet so I could be with the kids too, my kids. So, right. but I said, you know, I can't keep all these cats, and because of what I was seeing about these sacrifices, well, I, I said, so I got involved like you. I got involved with a, you know, uh, like adoption for cats. I actually interviewed mm. people and what have you, you know. So to make a long right. story short, I had just adopted all the cats out except we kept Cindy, all right. So about a week or two later, this is kind of like your Moxie story. It's kind of funny. Our young, um, I hadn't had my youngest son yet, but his godparents, uh, became the godparents later, friends of ours, Don and Ray, uh, he was the assistant commodore at a yacht club, Okay. And they had a theme party, okay? It was in August, and we were due to go on vacation because uh, we took the kids. Well, we didn't have a lot of money even then, but we took the kids to the shore, got a cottage, you know, it was cheap back then, for a week, okay? So we go to this theme party, Hawaiian theme party at the boat, boat club. There's this little tiny scraggly kitten wandering around, and everybody's feeling sorry for it. And, of course, everybody looks at me. It's like, it's kind of like, give it to Mikey. He'll eat it. Give it to Peggy. Not she'll here. take it home. I just got rid of seven cats adopted oh out. Oh, my gosh. Well, guess what? Peggy took it home. 
not knowing, and now we're ready to go on vacation, didn't have a lot of money. I mean, we, we struggled a lot. I mean, I still struggle. We struggled a lot, okay? And I take the cat home, and we're ready to go on vacation, and he doesn't seem to be gaining weight. Baby, we called that one. Took it to the vet. Needed surgery. Had a, um, was it a hernia or something? A hernia, I think it was. Strangling it. Oh, no. So we had to take the vacation money and and put it get on the, the vet cat. bill. Aw. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um this is who I am, this is who my family was, this is what we did, you know what I mean? So that's kinda of like right. your Moxie story. And then then we left the and it's eventually when my book Racing On is having come out you can read about the ghost house. This has got nothing to do with my what I do about the peaceful people giving peace. There's there's other bad stuff out there, okay? Yeah. So we moved. Actually, I moved from that house. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, eight houses down the road because I I couldn't take it anymore. The things that were happening in that house. Wow. You can think I'm nuts, but it it was bad. It was bad. It turned out the some the family that lived there before we didn't know son committed suicide in the house. We didn't know about it, but there was weird things happening. And found out through a one of our we had several cops in the family and. One of my husband's cousins had stopped by one day. He goes, you know, you know what happened in that house? And I'm like, uh, there's weird stuff going on here. And he told me, okay. So I lived there yeah. for three years, couldn't tolerate it, moved down the street. And so here, baby, we're, we kept baby and we got Cindy. And my next-door neighbor, who later on turned out to be my son-in-law's aunt, they weren't together then, our kids, my daughter and him, um, was a cat lover and stole her cat and called him Waldo. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought we been through with this dad. She goes, That's oh my, my wolf. I said, No, that's our baby. That baby of course became important because all we went through with her babies was meant to be with us and she's calling him Waldo and she's feeding him fancy feasts when I'm giving him store brand because we couldn't afford much. So she was luring him with fancy feasts, but it's kind of a cute cat story, you know. Yeah. But the sacrifice, yeah. the bottom line, the sacrifices we make in life, um, for for people and animals, and but that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? And that's what yeah. the Easter season's about. And um, it's just, I wish people could go back to, you know, we talk at school, the, the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. We're, we don't even do that anymore. It's so complicated. You can't even teach your kid because parents don't know how to do the arithmetic, what they're doing now. You know, yeah. um, we life has become really complicated with with social media and don't get me wrong i think facebook and stuff like that's great because i can keep in contact with cousins i don't see regularly or family and friends i don't get to see i've reconnected with friends i haven't seen in 30 years you know what i mean that were a big part of my life i think it's wonderful but (laughs) not 24 7 you know not at family functions not at um this isn't the way it's supposed to be guys you know it's not the way it's I agree. You know? Time is precious, and mm-hmm. you do realize that after you, you've had loss. Um, yep. People don't take the time, and they should. And they'll wish they yep. had it back. There's a very yep. interesting, um, it's called, it's www.theinterviewwithgod.com, and it's got okay. some amazing photography but it's like this person took God aside one day and said, can I talk to you? Do you have the time? And he said, mm-hmm. my time is infinite. It's it's a, it's a really amazing video. 
But right. I, I go back and watch it every now and then just because I like to be reminded of what, you know, God says is important. And mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. Easter season is a time for families to come closer together and enjoy one another. But how much are they going to enjoy one another if they've all got their noses stuck in their phones, kids included? Exactly. Yep, yep. Yep. You know, how how much are they learning about Christ, you know, Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made for us? If you can't even make about... time for your family. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So try to take a positive step it would be, right. you know, my encouragement to people. And, you know, set some boundaries, not at the dinner yep. table. You know, yep. we're not going to have our phones at the dinner table. I don't care who, you know, what friend you told you, you would call or text at a certain time. We're having dinner. Yep. yep. Not allowed. Exactly. Set some yep. boundaries and rules. Uh, and, I so yeah, agree. And, and make time for that, you know, family that you belong to. Don't ignore it mm-hmm. one another. Well, um, Easter is new beginnings. Spring is new beginnings. Uh, you know, everything comes go. to life again. Okay? Yes. So why don't we, well, some advice from us. I mean, you can take it or leave it, you know. But think about some of the things we've said. Um, we're down to actually 19 minutes, and people are just listening, so maybe we're making some sense to people. But um, let's start some new beginnings. Let's start, um, what do they say, charity starts at home? Let's start yes. at home. We don't have to um, uh, fit into. I don't, at least. I mean, I set my boundaries, and if people don't like it. Oh well, you know. You know, if they don't understand why I set certain boundaries, that's not me. I mean, that's not my fault. But let's right. start at home. Put those cell phones away. Go to church. I mean, I I, I imagine people sitting in the pews doing this now too. You know. Oh, probably. Uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I just can't even believe it, you know. You know, God doesn't want us to go to church and go through the motions. And long even before cell phones, I've seen it. And with Dad working the church, I had to sit through every service, okay? I mean, because we were there and wouldn't go home until right. Dad went home. All right? But um, I would watch people dozing off. You could see the ones coming in from Saturday night hangovers. Um, you know, God doesn't want you in church and I'm, I, just sit there and do these things and then go out and then get loaded and, and go look for a prostitute every church you know, or something right. and there are people that do things like this that's not you know what you can think you're doing the right thing by going through the motions or become a seasonal Christian go to church Christmas and go to church Easter and then forget the rest of the year I'm not telling right. you to go to church. I mean, I lack that these days too because of my my health. It's hard for me. Right. But you know, you can you can pray at home. But don't think that your ticket to heaven is sitting in a pew. You know, it's it's our works, our deeds. Okay, it's not. And I'm not telling you not to go to church because I think it's wonderful to have a a a church community. You know, yes. I think it's great. I think it's great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Friendships and 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 Bible study and the things. I think it's great. Okay, but if you're doing it, do it for the right reason. Don't, just don't do it because you think it's your ticket to heaven. Just don't go through right. emotions, and and that should be taken over into our dinner tables and our 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 lives with our families and friends. 
don't think by uh, calling somebody once a year you're doing them a favor, you know. You know, because I, I had the same ones calling me over and over. It's like, we're going to get together. We're gonna, I haven't seen them yet. Don't say it. Do it. Actions speak louder than words, okay? And oh, you can pray. You can pray. Huh? Really? Okay. That's you can pray and pray mine, and pray. Yes. God may turn his ear to you, okay? If you're praying for one thing and acting out on something else, okay, um, and not being a very good Christian, you know, it turned to a different, I mean, how many times, um, um, let me say, okay, let's, for, for instance, our, our kids come to us. Um, I want to go to the dance, and can I have 20 bucks, and we're going to go here afterwards, and blah, 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 blah. And you kind of turn, like, it's like, give me, give me, give me, okay? Give me, mm-hmm. give me, give me. And you kind of turn a deaf ear to your kids. Well, I think God is capable of turning a deaf ear to us when we keep asking to give me, give me, give me, Okay? And something you say that I love, too, it's like people have come to us both and said, well, you're so both so spiritual and religious, you got all the answers. No, we don't. But um, it's like, well, how come if God answered prayers, they didn't answer mine? And what do you tell people? Sometimes the answer is no. Yep. Or it could be not right now. It's in his time. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's true. Because I've yeah. often wondered, if you prayed and got everything you asked for, it's kind of like, for instance, like I said, your kid going to a party and or dance and wants 20 bucks to go out and have a hamburger or something after. I'm going back to the 50s or 60s when I grew up. But you got to say no once in a while because you have to learn. They have to learn responsibility. You have to learn. And I think that's the way God would see us, you know. You've got yeah. to learn lessons. You've got to learn to stand on your own two feet. You've got to learn to be strong. Um, there's many reasons. He, exactly. And yeah. he says no, just like we say no to our kids. So next time you doubt God and your prayers aren't answered, think of what you're like as a parent. If you're a parent and you tell your kid no, okay? Think of that when it comes to prayer. And I think that's really important because... We both had people say to us, like, you know, I mean, of course I prayed. I wanted my kids to live, you know. And, I, yeah, I was mad, you know. But um, now, as much as I hurt and I'm in pain, I'm in a different um, frame of mind, I guess. I still miss them terribly. I still cry. I still hurt. Oh, yeah. But I know they're okay there. I want them to, I wanted them here. But, you know, again, we go back to, you know, there's a season. They came, they taught, and I saw that Sunday, my son taught a lot of love to people. A lot of respect yeah. they had for him, you know. Yeah. And so it touched me because of that. It touched me that just because he's gone, everybody else is like, okay, get on with your life, Peg. Uh, people, his friends have gone on with their life, but they haven't lost the respect for him or what he taught them or what he did for them. That's right. why I was so choked up. You know, well, after yes, I talked they, to her the next day, I was like, I'm, it was beautiful. It was I was on cloud yes. night. I I was the happiest I've been in many, 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 many years. You don't know what that yeah. way did for me. I was happy for his friends that got married. I was oh, happy I to see it. everybody. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It just it it was a shot in my arm because 
I do lead many times a very depressing life, you know, with promises and I'm going to come to see you and don't show or whatever. Or, and, you know, where I live now, the parking is horrible here. So I don't blame some people, but some people that don't know about it make promises and don't follow through. So don't tell me this anymore. And it hurts my feelings. It hurts me. It feels like people don't care. You know, here I would run for everybody else, and, and, and when it comes to me, it's when I – uh, when I needed you the most, you weren't there. That's not friendship. Right. No. You, a lot of people turn their back on me. And I'm talking, I've had friends for 50 years that turn their back on me. Don't call, oh didn't show up at the funerals. And I'm like, well, I guess they weren't, wasn't learned. they weren't my friends after all, you know? But that's what life's about, living and learning and, and pick up your Bibles and tell them, tell them what we do, Marcia. But pick a page. Oh, well. Tell them uh, what you do. I'm reading Tell them a, what you do. You've got me doing it now. My sister gave me, she, she found, it's called God Calling, and these two women wrote it. Uh, I'll tell you about mm-hmm. Pick a Page here. No, 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 not about that one. Talk about Joyce Meyer's Pick a Page I'm talking about. Okay. Well, the book, I, you know, people say, what are you reading? You know, just as mm-hmm. an opener, start a conversation. I read right. my Bible, and right. I hug it to myself. Every day, mm-hmm. and I yep. ask God for a message specific to me yep. and what I'm going through in my yep. own situation, my personal mm-hmm. life. And right. I'll sit there and I'll hug my Bible and I'll run my fingers over the page, and invariably, it, without fail, each mm-hmm. day when I open my Bible, God has a message for me specific. He had some for me for you too, hasn't he? Yes. You've done it for me yes. too. Yes, I was going through something the past few weeks, and and a couple times you said, yeah, "Well, we we pray for each other, we pray for everybody." But right. you said you got to hear this. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. And sometimes we're sitting on that. Well, I call the porcelain throne when we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you so get my drunk, everybody. Gotta, yes. You have to do what you got to do. You know? There you go. But we do. You and gotta we, go, we, you know, you gotta go. we joke. I mean, we're not going to sit there and get all lottie dotty, you know, hoity toity with you. But, you know, we're we're just plain old people, you know, just God's children like right. you are, you know, and and faults and still have faults, you know. But there's a lot of times, you know, come on, we're old. You got to do what you got to do. And, and it's like, I'll catch you. It's like, well, I'm in on the throne, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then sometimes she brings up a page and watch it there. Yeah. <laughs> Men, you know. men, men read their magazines on the toilets. Oh, why can't we read the Bible? You know, right. you can read it anywhere. And well, we joke I, about it's it. It's what I Not got Bible, used to but. because I was the caregiver for my husband. He had dementia, mm-hmm. and it was the only right. place I could could read it. And yep. so I just yep. keep it in the bathroom, and you know, no disrespect. Yep. It's just Mine's where I read my, my Bible. <laughs> you got me to buy that one, the Joyce Meyer book. You know, yeah. but it's it's great. Yeah. It's great because it, sometimes we get um, I know, and I'm going to be honest. I used to get like I, I was kind of OCD, ADD, or whatever you want to call it when I read the Bible. I'd be reading the same right. thing over and over. It's like I can't get through this. I said because I I didn't understand the word they're saying here, and right. it frustrated me. Not that I didn't want to read it, but it frustrated me. But and I'm not promoting Joyce Meyer's book, but I think it's a good one. Sometimes you need to see it in plain English. 
Yeah, she may right. interpret it. We will interpret everything our own way anyhow, okay? Well, but here's it, what I do. When the she the does Bible's made point, easy reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she breaks it down for you and helps you to understand yep. what you've just read. And I do go back and actually read the chapter and verse she's referring to. Right. Right, um, right. And, you know, to see if I have a different take on it. And mm-hmm. I never do. <laughs> she explains right. it beautifully. Uh, she was right. called to the ministry by God to, so that she could reach people and, and, yep. and make it plain English. You know, yes. break it down for those of us yep. that, that needed that help and understanding. Yep. And yep. I consider that a gift. Yeah. Thank you. Every minister, I think every <laughs> minister has a gift. Every minister has a gift. I had I have to honestly say one that stuck out in my mind. I loved him. His name was Paul, one of our ministers at St. Mary's. And yeah. he was so down to earth and I can remember boy, he had such a congregation. He built that church up so when it was falling to the ground. And I can remember he made it fun and he was very good friends with um David Morse from um St. Elsewhere. Uh, from the show St. Elsewhere, and he used to come, you know, oh, okay. we had a lot of famous people went to my church. I had Bob Klein, even though he was Jewish, his wife, Brenda Boozer, she sang in her choir and attended her church. So we had David Morris coming at times, and and um, I loved the fact what Paul did. He brought in the guitars, and he sang, he did puppet shows, and he just got such a congregation. And when he got this big congregation, then he, he had left this ministry and gone down to Maryland, I think. He actually, I think he became the bishop later on or something, but he was a great, great minister. But sometimes mm-hmm. when you minister, you have to be down to earth. You have to reach people, not be stuffy and, and read like, okay, and this and now and da da da. Right. You got to reach people on their own level. You got to keep it interesting, you know? Yeah. God gave us a wonderful spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Well, he gave us a lot, a big spectrum of language, okay? Yeah. Uh, when you're not understanding the thous and the those and this and that and what the Bible says, it's still fine to read the regular Bible. But sometimes you need Bible study for it to be interpreted. And we all do interpret it the same, you know, differently, okay? Even like yeah. with this gift, I mean, there's parts in it. That's where Kevin's books came in because there's parts that say, no, this is bad. Don't be a sorcerer. Don't be this. Don't be that. But then other parts of the Bible he points out. There are, well, if you want to call prophets, I don't consider myself a prophet, okay? I'm not a God's messenger. Um, <laughs> you get a gift. But you have you been in, endowed with gifts from God, bestowed upon mm-hmm. you to help other people. God yeah, knew and what I, you were I was gonna, afraid of it all your life. life. Was I was afraid like. of it. Yes, yep. but God yep. knew when you came here yep. that you were going to lose yep. two kids. Okay, yep. he knew that you yep. were going to have this illness and what battles you were going to fight. And yep. when you stand before him, he will judge you on how you handled everything. What? Yeah. And yep. I, I don't yes, believe God gives you illnesses. I believe, I believe God allows things to happen. That's what life's about. I, people are like, well, if he's so good, why is he make your kids die? And when, da, da, da. when good things he's allowed bad things, right? Yes. Yeah. There's a book a book written about that by a rabbi. I can't remember his name, but his son had passed. And I read it years ago. Why do good things happen to bad people? I mean, why do bad things happen I, to good yeah, people? Yeah, I think I said it backwards, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we're good. A little bit of our age showing, you know. But um, it's all good. When bad See, things it's happen hum- to It's good human people. to air. It's human to air, yeah. you know. <laughs> we're showing our, our humanity, our, our human side, you know. 
But anyhow, we're down to the last five minutes of the show. I think, uh, you know, we didn't have to bring signs through. We don't always, you know, sometimes it's we touch on subjects like this to make you think, putting your thinking caps and uh, how corny is that, you know. And, um, you know, just um, we need to listen to each other sometimes, you know. We need to listen from the book of life, okay. Yeah. There's the Bible, of course, and there's the book Jesus, of life. The, Jesus yep. is the reason for the season. And that's enjoy right. your Easter with your family. Put your phones down. Yes, you know, that would be can, nice. Something you can to take pictures of the Easter egg hunt. <laughs> yep, yes, or pictures with, of the family together. That's great. I can yeah. But don't sit there 24-7. <laughs> right, sit there exactly. and listen to your family this year. God wants you to enjoy listen to them. other people. Enjoy yeah. them because you're not going to have them. We're all borrowed. We're all borrowed, yeah. whether you want to face it or not. We're all borrowed. And tomorrow all is promised borrowed to no one. Yeah, tomorrow is yeah. promised like to I no one. Like I said before, the present is called the present because it's a gift. Unwrap it. Okay? Right. That's what it's it. about. That's what it's about. So we're now we've got about four minutes left. Um, I'm hoping everybody enjoys their Easter. And, um, you know, and you can still march in your Easter parade. My husband used to joke about that to me because... It was just a bunch of people on Fifth Avenue here in New York walking around with their hats and their furs back in the day. And I used to get so excited, got to watch the East Bay. He goes, Peg, Peg. He, he, my husband was a quiet guy. And I'm like, yes. He goes, Peg, it's, you know, it's really not a parade, right? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> he goes, it's people walking around with some corny hats and la-di-da and showing off their clothes and well, I'm watching it. It's a parade to me. <laughs> but I you right. got to laugh at the, the, the silly little things. And, you know, Marsha's never been to New York. She's going to get here. <laughs> She's going to yeah. get here sooner or later. We got, well, I got, you know, we're, we're already talking about renting a couple of the scooters and, and going down to New York. And I'm going to show you the, show you New York. And I, I don't live in the city. New but York. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They already got me, so they've already got their, they got their they got their guard on. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they got the well, hairs in the back of the neck still standing. So, but um, no, on it's that just note, like, I'm going to I'm going to say that social media has enabled us to to be the friends that we are, and we're best. Yes, and it's not totally and bad. I'm it's just for that. Yeah, it, me too. Amen. I'm just saying moderation, like like everything exactly. like don't refuse the chocolate, don't refuse the cake because you want to diet. Do it in moderation. You can yeah. go have a cocktail in moderation. You can do this in moderation. Yeah. That's what life is about. Everything has its time purpose. Enjoy it. What's the old saying, too? Here we go, old cliches. Eat, drink, and be married because tomorrow you shall die. Okay, let's yeah. hope not. <laughs> no. Eat, drink, be happy. Simple, simple. Yeah. Drink and be married. And love one another. Doesn't mean you do love it every day. But, right. I mean, yeah. you got to eat every day. Yeah, and love one another and show your family that you care and stop turning your nose up at them or making excuses not to see them because tomorrow isn't promised for anybody. Okay? Well, we're down to the last minute. Um, I want to thank our listeners for listening. Oh, we we um yes sorry, I just heard the producer ninety seconds. Okay. Um was oh we just hit over twenty thousand listeners tonight. Oh wow. Okay. I That's I'll show great. you the statistics about yeah, we got over 20,000 listeners for the show. So oh, wow. that's pretty awesome. This is not bad for an old in the country 
girl from New oh, York, shit. I guess, <laughs> that talks too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I call myself <laughs> I know. All right. Well, you know what? Happy Easter. Be blessed. Um, do the right thing. You know, don't worry. Be happy. Enjoy yourself. Remember the song. Enjoy life. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah, and put the, just put them down for one day. It would be awful nice. Praise, to, praise God and to, remember uh, the reason for this. The day. reason. Yeah, okay. amen, amen. All right, we'll be checking in soon. We have been doing shows every week, so I'll post one. We'll be doing another one. And um, within a half an hour, this will be archived. If you missed any of it, you can always play it back. Well, my shows are archived now, always, so from the beginning almost five years ago. So, All right, well, good night, Marsh. Uh, I'll talk to you anyhow. <laughs> we talk okay. privately, though. All right, yeah. love you all, and happy Easter. Okay, happy signing Easter. off. Sandra Love when send us. Peggy and Marsha, have a good evening. Bye-bye. Yeah. Good night. Night.